I Love Mortgage Broking, episode 22. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hi, Broker Nation. I'm thrilled to introduce our guest today. Nick Pachuski is a broker with Mortgages in Ottawa. He's a broker for nearly three years and was recently highlighted in CMP Magazine as one of the young guns of our industry. He's also awarded Mortgage Agent of the Year by his peers by Faces Magazine in Ottawa, and he runs a weekly podcast called Lunch Out Loud. Nick is a very busy guy, and I'm absolutely stoked to have him on the show today. Are you ready to rock today? Absolutely, brother. So, Nick, I always like to start off by if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So, I'm a mortgage broker in Ottawa, Ontario. Mortgage mortgageinottawa.com. Very active in the community. Uh, Like you said, I co-host a weekly podcast called Lunch Out Loud Ottawa. We are currently on our 83rd episode, and I love podcasts, so I absolutely love what you're doing. Uh, Guests on the podcast range from, uh, we've had the mayor, city councillors, developers, all the way to young entrepreneurs, philanthropists, student newspapers, basic uh, athletes from Ottawa. So uh, a lot of different people. So that keeps me uh, very interested. I totally believe in adding value to absolutely everything I do in life. So for my clients and as well, my referral partners, I I want every situation I work in to be a win-win for everybody involved. Uh, So constantly looking to improve in this industry. I I think I am one of your, uh, I've only been in the industry for two years, eight months. So I think I'm one of your youngest guests in the industry. Is that correct? You are, yeah, but you're also doing some pretty cool things. And so when I was talking (laughs) with you, I'm like, dude, we need to get you on the show because I I think that there's a lot of the old guard can learn things from doing things a little bit new or differently. So that's, you know, that that, this, the, the show is about brokers who are, you know, um, just doing interesting things or stuff. We can learn stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And I, I absolutely love mortgage broker and I wouldn't show, choose any other profession in my life right now. And uh, so always constantly looking to improve. I, I just want to mention uh, Canadian Mortgage Hangouts, hashtag CMHTV. I love that show every Thursday and I love uh, Can- uh, mortgagebrokernews.ca. So getting the updates every day. That, and I think that every mortgage broker in this industry should be paying attention to, I think, this podcast, Canadian Mortgage Hangouts, as well as uh, the newspapers and uh, mortgagebrokersnews.ca every single day. Cool. Awesome. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to circle back to the Lunch Out Loud thing at some point. But before I do that, how did you get into the mortgage business? So I got started. I, I lived in Ottawa. And for Ottawa, it's it's kind of difficult to get all kinds of different jobs if you're not fully bilingual. And I am not bilingual, but I absolutely love this city. And I uh, I graduated from the University of Ottawa with an international management degree. I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always loved starting my own little companies or uh, thinking of different ideas for friends that were running their own companies. But I did want to I did want to work in finance. So I, I started off with the bank because I wanted to learn everything about banks. Funny thing is, before working in banking, I never even went into banking banks because uh, I started off as a software engineer. I knew about the internet. I only use banking basically for uh, basically online and learning about banking online and uh, using forums and and doing my personal banking that way. Because uh, when I was going into banks, you would get uh, a lot of the time history students or people that weren't passionate about banking and finance. So and I did have that passion. So I did go into banking. I uh, worked at RBC for a couple years. Uh, Then I wanted to move on because of situations there. I worked at TD as a financial advisor at one of the uh, the top branches in the country. It was right across the street from Parliament. So a lot of my clients were the MPs and uh, higher ranking officials in public service. And uh, that's where my love of mortgages kind of started. 
I, I loved uh, that they were trickier than the typical, oh, here you have to sell this mutual fund. You only get like five mutual funds. You can't really give advice outside of those five typical mutual funds. But mortgages were a little, uh, were problem solving. So I really liked that. But the problem was working at a bank, You, uh, I was always told you had to hit this certain target. So I knew what the lowest rates were because I, I would see on the internet, wow, these rates are a lot lower than what I'm offering. Why wouldn't people go to those? And I have to hit these targets. So I'd always feel like I'm kind of lying to people and I don't like lying to people. And so I would, and I spent a lot of time traveling across uh, the world. And I spent a lot of time in Vietnam and Cambodia and Thailand where I used to hang out with the poorest people on earth, but they're the happiest people. And they didn't worry about money. They worried about community. So then uh, working at the bank and doing mortgages there, I started going, you know what, I'm going to service my client, give them the lowest rate, but blow them away uh, with customer service. So I would do that. But and they would rave to my managers about how uh, the great service, low rates that they got. And I would feel so good when I did that. But then I'd get to my office and, you know, prepare for my next client. And then the manager comes in and goes, yeah, great job with that. And I'd be like, yeah, uh, awesome. They are really happy to bank with TD. And he goes, yeah, just one problem. You're not bringing revenue to the branch. You're, you're not making any money. I go, yeah, but our, our commercials for TD say serve the client first. Be the best for your client. And I'd be like, yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm living the dream and I'm so happy and I was going to sleep all right. And then he'd be like, you know what? No, we got you got to aim for that target. I go, well, they knew the lower rate. They're going, eh, well, try to sell them on that they're with TD and they get this great service. And, and just, uh, you know, doing that for a few months just took everything out of me. Then I started go, uh, learning that like we did have the mortgage uh, professionals in our branches that would come in from time to time. We would actually service those mortgages, but I would see them and, and there was a few that would work out of my branch and they would be yelling, arguing with their clients. Uh, and I was just like, what, what is this? This is, I could, how much is this guy getting paid? And they would tell me, I'm like, really for that kind of attitude? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> so, uh, so then I, I met somebody that was a mortgage broker and uh, he, and I said, I can get paid on giving the lowest rate and, and he's like yes I go okay let me repeat myself I will get my clients a lowest rate and I can provide the same service I give them here and I get paid on paid with it and I don't have to haggle he's like absolutely I go okay that's good so I quit uh, a couple weeks later and uh, here I am today and I absolutely love what I do dude that's such an awesome uh, story for as, as someone who's you know my wife was in the banking world as well and, and there's a lot of people actually that were are brokers that came from the banking world so everybody's absolutely. experience is different and but I agree with you that there's some flaws in the design and so for you you found that hey man brokering is gonna work and we're glad to have you as a broker and I think you know uh, I'm yeah so I before we dive into the rest of your story, I want to ask yeah. you about a success quote that has impacted your life or business. So can you share with us a quote that's really impacted you? Well, I have a couple and and like yeah, a few of your prior guests, there's tons. So I, I chose these two. If you really want the key to success, start by doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So I work as, as an independent broker. I'm not part of one of the uh, Dominion Lending or the uh, Vericle brand or uh, Mortgage Architects. I struck out on my own because I thought I would be able to give different value added and and I and I had a lot of different ideas than the larger uh, larger chains. So that's that's kind of one of the things I'm doing that's opposite of what everybody else in this industry is doing. As well as uh, I, I would see a lot of people in the, this industry, you know, bringing candies into real estate agent offices and uh, muffins and wine and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and then I would talk to the real estate agents and go, does this really 
does this uh, does this work for you guys? And they're like, no, we just we just give it to uh, you. Do you want some? And I, and I would be eating food from uh, other mortgage agents. So I, I thank them for that. But uh, so that that's uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the other quote I do like is the keys to brand success are self-definition, transparency, authenticity and accountability. I think for us as mortgage brokers, we are relied upon as such a fundamental aspect of the community. And that we'll get into, I guess we'll get into a little later. My view of we are getting people into their first homes or their second homes. And our job is to, to take it away from the financing, which causes such a deep rooted stress in a lot of people and, and their families. And uh, we are there to, we have the joy of being able to take that away from our clients and make them concentrate on the better things like we're moving to a new neighborhood what kind of sport teams are we going to play on what can we actively get involved with in that new community what kind of uh, we're moving to a new house what uh, how do we want to put our furniture in our house so that's the kind of thing i love about uh, doing mortgages and 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 practicing what I preach and being transparent and asking if they have any questions, ask any time of the day, text me, you can go any kind of route you want. So I, I love that. And that's from Simon May, uh, Mainwaring, who is an author of a great book called We First, How Brands and Consumers Use Social Media to Renew Capitalism and Build a Brighter World. So it's a different kind of world. Uh, you know, not money first kind of world, which I think I kind of believe uh, believe in and try to live in. Right. So this idea that you were talking about of community and and, and building community, the lunch out loud thing that you, the podcast that you have is really about that. So can you just talk about maybe some of the impact that's had on your business that you've since you started? Because you've done eighty two episodes, which is is awesome, I think. And uh, tell me about how you've how that's impacted your mortgage business and your community as a as a whole. Well, it's great. I I, I came up with the idea from. Uh, always love and listen to podcasts and and just being genuinely interested in so many things in this in this city working at a bank they would be like well we you know we have our charities that we work with you have to wear your green shirt uh, when you're there to promote the brand and I just I thought that was so uh, focused more on the, the, the company or the corporation and not what really should just be is like plain helping and plain being out there so I wanted to create a kind of radio show where I could talk to such a range of people and try to not always what they're in the newspapers for interviewed but try to make them more humanized and uh, do it in a relaxed atmosphere so every one of my episodes I go to the uh, go to the guest place where they're comfortable they don't have to be they don't they're not in a, a TV studio or that not they're not in a radio studio and we get to we can get to know each other and there could be you know it, it works for them and it works for us and uh, one great thing about how this impacts my business is when you have a lot of clients that maybe first-time home buyers that ask a lot of questions about uh, you know the real estate lawyers or inspectors or interior designers or financial planners I bring that right to them so I will listen to all my clients so I gathered all the questions that they would have and then we can interview on our podcast we'd have real estate lawyers inspectors and interior designers home stagers financial planners accountants and so that would work with them because it's just tightening tightening my uh, referral partner network but it also is beneficial for my client and uh, with every one of my new clients I can send them a document that will have do you want to listen to a real estate lawyer and then you spend 30 minutes you get to know your lawyer before you meet the lawyer and they answer several questions that you may have or you may not have even known that you should ask so that's that's one thing that I really love and and the fact that there are no we don't believe in uh, we don't believe in advertisements we want all of our our all of our guests to be like oh lunch out loud is coming to talk like they're asking us to be on the show yeah that's great because we have 
haven't heard a bad thing about them. They're not in it to just promote themselves. We never talk about that. I, I never even mention I'm a mortgage agent on the radio show. I don't believe in that self-glorification. I just believe in getting uh, value-added information out there to the listeners at every single episode, just like you do. Yeah, I, I absolutely. When you told me about what you're doing with this Lunch Out Loud, I was like, man, if people listening right now, if anybody listening to this, if there's not like five or six or 10 of these set up in other cities across the country in the next like three months, you guys are missing on a huge opportunity. Missing to out grow, huge. Huge Absolutely. to grow your network, to to connect with your community and really to give back in a really simple, tangible way. I, I think it's an absolutely genius way to, build. you're basically building a platform and the platform then becomes, you, you attract people. And, and then like you said, you can then send links to interviews to people like, hey, you're thinking about this, check out this interview. And uh, I think it's a. I think it's absolutely. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and, it, it's, and it's great. It works so well because uh, when you're giving out your instead of your monthly newsletters that are just you know the same generic ones over and over that are deleted all the time. If you get Mailchimp and you can tailor it to a certain kind of way, like many of your guests in the past, with uh, interesting information. So I every single month I can give four new episodes that they can listen to, give a little snippet about them. And we try to, we've had the owner of the new football team in Ottawa. We've, uh, you know, so many interesting ones. And then you can look at your, like before you go to something like this versus your old mail, your old mailing list, you're going to see a 100% improvement on your open rate. So people are actually reading your your uh, your uh, monthly newsletters, mm-hmm. and that's what you want. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I love it. So uh, I think it's fantastic. And if there's not like a ten a ten of these in the next three months, I can't. People are missing out huge. So I got I got to get back if, to my questions because I could yeah, t- I could and, camp and I could anybody, camp out on this for an hour. <laughs> and if anybody wants uh, help with starting it in their own city, I would be more than happy to help you out with uh, different advice of how do you approach people, how like all those kind of things. Why don't we do what, Nick? How about this? This is totally off script here, but why don't um, if people are interested, why don't we put together like a little webinar or something where we can do you can share how you how you structure something like this if somebody's interested in doing something in another city. Yeah, let me know if. Uh, if you do get some response that people are looking okay. to do this, I, I will put I'll put something together and then uh, and then we'll 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 do something because I think it's I totally think it's people should be doing it. So absolutely, we have the time. We have three hours a week to do, make a small little difference in our communities and right. be viewed as mortgage professionals. People, we talk to people on a day to day basis that have different jobs. That we are one of those lucky professions that get to have every day for us is different. So right, that's great. So I'm gonna go back to my my question. So absolutely, fa- failure is something that I know that I've I made some mistakes as a mortgage broker and entrepreneur. And so there's always a lesson though when you look back. So can you share an example? Of something that you failed at and then looking back the lesson that you learned from it well I, f- I failed right off the bat I uh, didn't do much research into I I knew I just wanted to get out of the bank and become a mortgage agent I did no research on uh, you know who I should go with uh, to work with so I, I went with the first person that approached me I guess they they saw that I was a young go-getter and I was easy prey for them so uh, and a lot of people warned me about working for this uh, certain agent and and I thought you know what if if this is if everybody's warning me there I can probably learn something from this but anyways yeah I was lied to about what comp- my compensation was I was lied to about what kind of services I get with this uh, agent and all that sort of thing so basically like a lot of people in this industry where uh, you, you just you would take your course and then I was just launched right into running my own business uh, no clients uh, you know, not really any guidance other than, well, you should be talking to four real estate agents uh, a day 
every single day. And I just thought that was, if you're working, talking to four real estate agents every single day, you're, you're talking to 20 week. What if you get 20 deals because you're a very good talker and you're very transparent and you, and you have a very believable and likeness to yourself. You get 20 deals right away and you're brand new in the business. You're going to sewer all those 20 deals right away. And, and, and then you ruin your name within one month. So, but of course the agent of record would love that because you know, they're getting paid. They don't care. They'll, you, you know, you'll come and go, but they, you know, they just picked up a bunch of clients and they'll, they'll smooth it over once you're gone. So I thought that was just right away. I'm like, that is not the way I'm ever going to operate my business. I will do a slow, steady and earn my business. So I guess, I guess that would be one. So if there's any other potential uh, mortgage brokers out there, then do your research and talk to a lot, talk to BDMs in the, in the, in the city. I never knew about BDMs and, and how much uh, expertise they would have within the, uh, within the broker world. So that's one thing I, that I did learn. So do your homework on uh, any potential person you're going to partner with. I mean, one, one of the things right now yes. we only have, I have about, I think 70 interviews up. The goal is a hundred. So if someone has interested in working with somebody that we've interviewed, there's a great way to just hear, uh, listen in and find out what they're like, right? So they can listen to the interview and go, yeah, maybe I'd get along with that person or maybe I wouldn't, but I'm putting a little Absolutely. plug for my podcast in here, but I think that uh, it's just good to do homework. I think you're exactly right though. So another thing I've noticed about successful brokers is they always have a systems and processes and their processes, they're willing to adjust and tweak them in order to get better results. And so I'm going to ask you about uh, specifically about your administrative process so on the the back end or the paperwork side. So can you share an example of a process that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like and what sort of adjustment you made and what the outcome was? Well, a lot of it, I, I once again, I came back from a software engineer uh, background, so I love making my own website. So I, I've made my own CRM I because I love Excel and I learned, you know, once you're doing so many school projects in it, you're used to it. So why uh, switch off and do something that you're not used to? So I took some time and I would always refine how I use Excel with uh, the other apps on my phone. So that's one. Going paperless was absolutely key. We don't, with the Dropbox, you don't need paper at all in this industry anymore, really. And then unless your clients do want it, of course, uh, you're always going to give that up to clients. I guess uh, that uh, my website always going, always updating the website, always uh, doing research in WordPress, always keeping up to date with everything that's going on with new SEO, what's new in the industry. But that's just because I love doing that. I know if anybody else is listening and they're they're thinking about doing all this, it's, it's really hard to do unless you absolutely love learning about back end of WordPress or back end of Excel or, you know, new technologies on a weekly basis, which I love to do. So... Mm-hmm. And so the, basically you're, you created an Excel program to track your deals or what do you use the Excel for? Uh, well, that's just my CRM. So I, I, I manage my clients to track my deals. It's a lot of what some of your past guests have done in the past. Uh, every folder in Dropbox will have what it needs to have there. And then uh, I can check check mark on the Excel what I, what I have, what I need going forward. Right. And do you have, um, do you use like signature, like the real signatures or do you have like the virtual signatures? Uh, we can use real signatures. Okay. No, I was just thinking, you know how I've seen some, some agents I've talked to are, they have, I can't remember, um, it's eluding me right now, but it's basically a signature that you can use a vir- like a virtual signature so they can sign on an iPad or they can sign. Is that something that you've experimented with or are you? Not yet. I don't, I, until I hear that that's fully legal, until I see that there is a, uh, cause I know uh, that is going through for real estate agents in Ontario right 
right now, and I, I knew the minister that drew up the uh, legislation for that. But I don't. I think that still might be going through because we just had the elections in Ontario, mm-hmm. so it should be here soon. I don't know if that's going to translate to mortgage brokers yet. But no, I I, I don't do any kind okay. of. Okay, when you said paperless, that's what I thought. So I know that in BC, a lot of the mortgage or real estate agents are going with this uh, Verisign or something yeah. where you can you can sign it. And yeah. so um, I haven't experimented with it, but uh, if someone has. Fire me a note. I'd love to chat with you about how it's working. I can't wait to, I don't see uh, any problem with that at all. And then I'm going to ask about now a sales process. So another part of our business is obviously sales, generating leads, marketing, uh, and successful brokers are always willing to make adjustments to those processes. So can you share like an example of a sales process or a marketing process that maybe wasn't working as well as you'd like and an adjustment you made and what the outcome was? Well, I, I guess right off the bat was not knowing what was out there. But I, I, I think for me, I did a, I've done so much reading of entrepreneurs and, and just being genuine and being yourself. So I also started with a uh, co like uh, another realtor we started a kind of a networking group I don't like to call it a networking group I call it kind of a uh, it's based essentially a company like we're a lot of uh, sole proprietors in 23 different professions and we meet monthly to talk about uh, you know competitors in our industries we talk about uh, what what we what's worked in marketing in our industries what's worked in you know what hasn't worked what they need help with uh, be, and we want to we want to see them grow it's not like a and where you have to uh, go, oh, I got them four, four deals this month, I did it that, and then you pay an annual fee, and there's a president, and we don't believe in anything like that. We're all the same, and we every single month, we go to a local restaurant, and uh, and it's always a different local restaurant, because they're always like, why did you guys just bring 25 people here? Who are you? And those restaurant owners can always use services of one of those uh, one of those people in our group. And then from there it just grows. So we have, we've made flyers with that, and we uh, and and there's been partnerships with our interior designers and painters and developers in this city, and they're all working together now. So it, it's it, and we have a lot more plans for the future in Ottawa that we're going to be doing. So mm-hmm. that, that that's kind of a sales pro. It's not really a sales process, but it's you know it's relationship building, and we refer because we're a large group and we want to see each other excel. We're actively looking to uh, refer par- uh, clients to each other at all times. So that's kind of what I work on. And then through the back end, I love with my clients, I want to make absolute real connections. So when when meeting with your clients, it's not just about the sales transaction. I try to make it like a win-win. So I, you want to listen to where they work. Do they love, do they like their jobs? What do you think, what kind of things do they like in the community? And that's where I leverage the podcast as well going, did you know about this meetup? Did you know about this kind of group? Did you know about what these people do? Do you know about that? And they're like, no. And then, so if you can add value that way, it really solidifies that brand so that they're really like, when I started, uh, I'd meet a lot of people that wouldn't know their more brokers names that was my biggest fear and that's what I try to work on every single day I would want my clients one year down the road one and a half years down the road if somebody asks who is your mortgage broker that they know right away sorry about that we gotta that, that's okay it was, a, was it was you uh this is um anyway I don't know what I was gonna say <laughs> it threw me too so it is what it is um so no yeah I agree I think that the networking so do you have a title or a name for your networking group just because you're good uh, at naming things so I want to know what you call it <laughs> we call it the soda network so why soda? So, uh, state of the art networking. State. 
Okay, good. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. That's why I wanted to know the name of it. So I yeah, knew, I knew you'd have a, a clever name. Yeah, a new age of uh, networking. I think I always believe in win-win, win-wins. And we're going to be doing a lot more volunteering in the future. Right. That's awesome. And uh, another theme that I've noticed is di- the diversifying your income. I've been talking a lot of brokers, and there seems to be two camps. One says, yes, we need to diversify our income. Another camp says, no, stick to mortgage brokering. Uh, and that's enough. And so what's your take on diversifying your income? Is it something that you do? And if so, where are you focusing? So I've, I, and I absolutely uh, have to say, once again, I love your podcast because uh, I used to be a straight no, but then I would hear some of your uh, past guests that would say, I, I've taken the courses just because you want to know that little added knowledge you want to, and we love to, I love to learn. So I don't believe in becoming a broker, a, uh, a licensed insurance broker, but I wouldn't, wouldn't mind learning the courses so that I, when I do a referral to a licensed mortgage bro- uh, insurance agent, I can do a lot better and know exactly, you know, uh, why they should be going there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could have been a, I was one course away from being a certified financial planner before I became a mortgage broker. It was not for me. Uh, and I don't, I don't, think that you can be a mortgage broker as well as know everything you're in financial planning. I, I think it's just an avenue where you want to leverage your re- referral partners and, and work that way. But I do see like I don't and I don't make money from it, but I do see us as small business consultants. We could work in our communities and just listen to our clients that are small business owners or are thinking of starting small jobs and, and be connectors. So, you know, that that's where I see the leveraging, being connectors, connecting people that have ideas with other people that have like-minded ideas. Right. No, I, I think that's fantastic. And yeah, so um, now the next question is about a family. So I don't think you mentioned, you didn't mention you had a family, but so how do you manage sort of, you have a lot of stuff going on. So how do you manage your time so that, you know, you still have some time for yourself and you have time to, to work on your business and then you have your podcast and these other things you're doing. So how, give me some uh, tips on how you're managing yeah, that. Pe- people always ask, how, how do you have so much energy from uh, 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. every single day? So it is, and I've learned this from, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss and other entrepreneurs, even um, uh, Warren Buffett. So I believe in eating the same same thing every single morning. I have a protein shake every single morning, a small snack, the same lunch every single day. So that way you can, you know, you're never thinking about what you're going to eat or what you need. You just know you have to do it. You streamline that process. You get your energy for the day. And that's all of what, 10, 15 minutes. So you have 15 minutes that will take care of your energy right till 5 p.m. I also believe in, uh, I do yoga every single day. So one one hour where your phone is shut down and you can meditate and, and work on uh because our postures suck in this job. So if you can work on your posture and your flexibility and your mindfulness in this position, you're going to be a lot quicker for your clients and and always be thinking uh, how you can help them a little more. Right. That's good. And and, and of course, listening to podcasts uh, to and from client meetings or... uh, you know, anything like that. Always, always kind of self-improvement. Right. Constantly learning. It's good. So exactly. I'm going to move to the rapid fire questions. So these you can answer with a little shorter answer. So what is the one thing holding back most mortgage brokers from being successful? I, I think being genuine, being in the being in the wrong industry, doing it for the money, uh, maybe meeting other mortgage brokers that tell you, you know, how lucrative it is and, and, and not being in it for the real reasons, like helping people and, and really loving what they're doing. What one thing or habit do you think has made you successful? I, I think being genuinely interested in every single person and genuinely want, when you get a new client, you do every single thing for them. And, and just like you say, every client is the same, no matter what their income, no matter what their situation is, you want to help them to the best of your ability. 
and follow up with them and, and be with them for the rest of their lives. So um, do you have an internet resource or software program that you use? You mentioned Dropbox, but do you have another one that oh, can I, I hit you up uh, for another so one? So many. I'll, I'll tell you app very quickly. Next issue, because then you can get uh, it's an app on I think every platform where you I, I read Inc. Magazine, Money Sense Magazine, Fast Company Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine every single month. It's it's just like Christmas every single month when you get to read one of those. And I think that's for ten dollars a month. I love Dropbox, love Excel, love Mailchimp. I, I love Twitter for uh, online networking. So uh, and then podcasts. So those would be mine. You so that's five resources awesome <laughs> you, that's just you though you don't do like okay tell me one thing no i'm gonna tell you five so yeah, if i can help out other people in this industry that'd be great so if you could recommend one book for our listeners what would it be it would be the four agreements so it, it's an excellent uh it's kind of like a self-help book but it's excellent the four agreements being uh, number one be impeccable with your word number two don't take anything personally especially in our industry we need that number three don't make assumptions always learn to ask the questions and number four always do your best and then it elaborates on all of those. Hmm, never heard of it. And I will definitely forward that for you. Cool. And where do you think our industry is headed? Where's the opportunity? The opportunity is just uh, knowing that we can align ourselves in the community a lot more and, and be the professionals in our community, be out there at events, uh, work with our city councilors, be part of uh, the, your community associations uh, and just keep listening to our clients. And that's going to keep us different than those online mortgage brokers where they just they'll go five points down or 10 points down, but they're, they're not going to connect with our clients. So you're going to live a better life. If you're going to uh, really genuinely want to meet your clients, care about your clients, and then uh, see them through the whole step of the way through the mortgage process and beyond. Right. I, I, I agree. I think there's still tons of opportunity for us. Absolutely. And so here's one of my favorite questions, the DeLorean. Do you remember the movie Back to the Future? Yes. So in the movie, there's the DeLorean. And if you could travel back in time to your first day as a broker, which is not that long ago, really, if you only a couple, <laughs> few years ago, but you could give yourself three pieces of advice to make your business better today. So what three things would you tell yourself? Uh, three things. Uh, don't take things personally, because uh, right off the bat, I just I really had a sour feeling about the banks and the kind of service people would get there. So don't take it personally because, uh, you know, right off the bat, uh, you know, you're new. Some people are not going to trust you right off the bat. Uh, so that, that would be one. Number two, I would, you know, get involved with the community right away. Uh, I didn't know where to start, so I had to learn. I had to relearn because I was programmed by a bank on, you know, you have to do these exact these exact uh, charity events and you can't do anything else or it's not working towards the bank. And uh, a third would, you know, join sport teams, join groups that you love to do and then people can see you in your natural element and, and uh, you know, they'll be interested in what you... Uh, what you do and want to see you succeed that authenticity nick i really appreciated your interview and your uh, time today i really think that people are gonna get a lot of value from this conversation that we've had and so where can people find you online on twitter at at bachusky b-a-c-h-u-s-k-y on instagram at mortgage in ottawa uh online www.mortgageinottawa.com and if you want add me uh add me on facebook or any other way very accessible and would love to talk to anyone. Cool. And uh, if anyone else is looking for the show notes or any of the stuff we've talked about, they can go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com. We're also, I'm going to connect with you after about doing some kind of a webinar on how to set up one of those lunch out loud type uh, programs in communities. And we'll see what kind of interest we get. Nick, I hope you rock the rest of your year. And thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much, Scott. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Beckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? 
If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step -step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip, and I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusively for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.